there. Welcome. This is the Kelly's Astrology Podcast, where you can find insight, guidance, and understanding through astrology. I'm Kelly, and I'll be your host. Hi there, and welcome back to another show of the Kelly's Astrology Podcast. If you've been enjoying the shows so far, please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. And if you feel up for leaving a review or a rating, I would so appreciate that as well. In this week's episode, I'm going to take a look at the astrology of the very last week of August. And in this week, we see oppositions featuring, and that indicates that navigating differences is a priority and might require a little extra effort or energy. There are two oppositions to work with or keep in mind this week. The first is a major opposition from the Sun in Virgo to Saturn in Pisces. The second opposition is the full moon, which is always an opposition from the moon over to the sun. What makes this month's full moon, which is in Pisces, so significant is that it happens just a few days after this sun opposite Saturn aspect. And so what that means is the full moon in Pisces, which is happening on Wednesday, Thursday, the 30th and 31st of August, that full moon in Pisces really kind of draws out, it emphasizes, and in many ways it extends the themes of the sun opposite Saturn aspect. So when I look at this week, starting August 26th, that theme of oppositions, the sun opposite Saturn, the moon opposite the sun, So that idea of the seesaw or the tug of war are the images that I'm working with as I think about this week. So we have this major opposition and then we have a full moon just a few days apart. So it is like this cosmic seesaw, the idea of, you know, being pulled up or down and up and down again, or like being pulled to one side and then back to the other side and then over to that first side again. So it is a little bit of a week where the pressure to kind of manage or balance or explore these polarities is going to be pretty strong. The sun does oppose Saturn once every year. When this aspect from the sun opposite Saturn, when that happens each year, it depends on where Saturn is in its journey. So right now we've got Saturn touring the sign of Pisces, So every time the sun goes through the opposite sign to Pisces, which is Virgo, the sun makes this opposition to Saturn. Now, this is a little new. This is the first time in about 30 years we've had sun in Virgo opposing Saturn in Pisces. For the past few years, we've had Saturn, of course, moving through Aquarius. And so the opposition from sun to Saturn was happening a little earlier in the calendar year, when the sun was in Leo opposing Saturn in Aquarius. So that's a little bit of a different theme. We do have a sun opposite Saturn uh, aspect every year, but we're just starting the mutable iteration of that with the sun and Saturn now in mutable signs. So you're all familiar with this aspect of sun opposite Saturn because we do get one every year, but that won't necessarily make it any lighter. We're still gonna have to kind of engage with Saturn and kind of do the work that he's highlighting for us. This year's uh, version of the Sun-Saturn opposition with the Sun in Virgo and Saturn in Pisces 
it does have a little bit more give or play in it because mutable signs are naturally more inclined to shift, to adapt, and to update. It's a little bit more of a bend, whereas last year's sun opposite Saturn aspect was a little bit more about like breaking or resisting because the sun was in fixed sign Leo with Saturn in fixed sign Aquarius. The sun is the planet of light, life, and vitality. And Saturn is associated with topics like responsibility, duty, and reality. Saturn is also a planet that is linked to death, to endings, and that sort of finality of time. So the sun and Saturn do represent opposing principles. And even in one of our very ancient teaching charts in astrology, the Thema Mundi, we see the sun and Saturn placed in signs opposite each other. So we've got the principle of light and vitality, the sun, and then the principle of finality or endings or death, Saturn facing off. So it does feel like things are pretty strong or pretty extreme. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be in a situation that feels like life or death, but it is going to highlight the importance or the significance of what you're navigating this week. Saturn is also a planet that is really heavy. It's kind of dense. It's very uh, weighty. And so when we have a big sun-Saturn aspect like this, it's normal to feel weighed down or to feel burdened. Some of the other themes associated with Saturn are things like melancholy or being fearful or worried. In this type of aspect, you might find yourself really focused on concerns relating to stability and security or dealing with some of your worries around safety and protection. You know, Saturn is very much about protection and preservation. And with an aspect like this, we can both get clear on who or what's really important to us and then also have some worries about how we protect that stuff, that person or that thing that is really integral to our survival. The sun will oppose Saturn from three degrees uh, Virgo to three degrees Pisces. And this happens on Sunday, August 27 in most time zones. So it really does flavor, I would say, this whole last weekend in August. Technically, this is one of the more classically difficult aspects. An opposition from Saturn can be quite limiting and restraining for a planet. And in this case, that limitation and restraint goes to the sun. So if the sun is about light and vitality and Saturn is restraining or limiting that, then we don't feel vital. We can feel like we're aging prematurely. We can feel tired or we can feel stiff in our body or weighed down by worries. On the other hand, when a planet, a superior planet like Mars, Jupiter or Saturn is in an opposition to the sun, that creates something very specific known as curtailed passage, which puts Saturn in what is also considered to be an ineffective or restrictive state. So Saturn is doing things that are limiting the sun. The sun is doing things that are limiting Saturn. And so either way we come at this aspect, we have this sense of being held back, perhaps of not seeing clearly or things being less effective and less productive or less viable than normal. So what can you expect with this aspect? I know it's not super happy, but sometimes we've got to navigate this astro weather even when it's a little challenging. So this aspect is very much about a reality check. You're going to get clear on something. 
Now, you might not love the clarity that you get, but you can trust that you're being shown exactly the truth or the realistic take on a situation. You might also bump into a limit or a boundary and realize you're going to have to stop, say no, maybe downsize or simplify. You know, this is an aspect about minimizing or reducing. You might actually be dealing with someone else, a person or an organization that is saying no to you or letting you know there is a limit or a regulation that applies. So setting and holding the edge of what's possible and what's not is going to be important. Realistic timelines are likely to be clarified, which is great because then we can all see what's what and what's really possible, what's really not possible. But that's likely to mean having to slow down, having to delay things, or even doing less overall than you thought. So that's something to keep in mind. Restraint is a core Saturn concept along with simplicity and necessity. So with the sun being infused by the essence of Saturn, it really is time to focus on essentials and get back to basics. This is a frugal kind of make do type aspect. So we're not in a place of abundance or excess. We've kind of got to focus on essentials, necessity, and that protection and preservation of, you know, survival, you know, what's the minimum you can get by with. That's sort of the space we're in with this aspect. Now, the sun-satin aspect is also about laying foundations. And so one of the pieces that's really important when we've got such strong satin themes is that satin really isn't interested in how things feel or what's going on today. Satin has got this eye on the far future and wants you to do things now that your future self will thank you for. So it's a lot of that idea of maybe short-term pain for long-term gain and it's that idea of putting energy into things that are maybe not urgent, but in the long term will be really important. So it's the work that we do that happens before there's glory or achievement or success. And sometimes with an aspect like this, we have to kind of reset our focus or our foundation. That can be, mean we might have to scale back. We might have to simplify. We might have to recenter our efforts onto core areas. This is not about extracurriculars and fun, you know, nice to haves. This is about the center of your life, your existence, your priorities. So it's a bit like building that strong base so that you're supported long into the future. And that strong base or that really solid foundation could be to do with a variety of areas in your life. You'll want to think a little bit about the Virgo Pisces house areas in your chart to see specifically where this might be for you. But for instance, this might be activating health. And so you're doing the boring but necessary things like stretching every day so your back doesn't hurt, for instance, or eating enough vegetables so your digestion works well. It might be managing uh, productive work with rest and downtime so that you can restore your spirit as much as care for your body. And this idea of building the strong base is going to mean something a little different to each of us, but it all comes back to doing those boring but necessary things. In a relationship, it might be showing up even when it's hard or takes effort. You know, sometimes the real test of 
a commitment or how important something or someone or a project is to you is will I show up even when I don't want to? And the things and that you're prepared to show up with under this sun satin aspect is really going to clarify who and what is so dear and near and dear to your heart. Because when you're prepared to show up under a sun satin aspect, this person is part of the bedrock or this project is part of that bedrock of who you are. And so as you get clear on the people or projects that you don't want to have anything to do with this weekend, that's a clue that they're not in this core bedrock space. That's okay. Not everything we're involved in has to be core and central to us, but it's good to know those sort of concentric circles of decreasing significance so that we can allocate our time and energy uh, accordingly. I've mentioned that Saturn is very much about long-term goals and objectives. And so whenever Saturn is active, and you might remember me talking a little bit about this when we had the Mars-Saturn aspect a couple of weeks ago, we're also going to be thinking about long-term, future self. It's about dealing with important things, not the fun or the celebratory things. If Virgo and Pisces is like second, eighth house for you, the financial parts of your chart, and this would apply if you have Virgo on the second or Virgo on the eighth, which means you could have Pisces on the second or Pisces on the eighth. What you're being really asked to focus on are those essential financial priorities. And in the contraction nature of Saturn, that might be reducing debt. It might be investing for retirement. You know, it's not going out for that fun dinner or buying that extra piece of clothing now. It's putting that money towards your retirement savings or perhaps your mortgage or putting it away for bills or it's putting it towards a loan or a debt obligation that you have. Hopefully that little example helps you see what I mean by doing the things that kind of like are important or necessary rather than fun things. Saturn is a planet that's associated with wisdom, with maturity, kind of like that. I always think about grandfather or grandmother, that kind of grandparent energy of the wisdom that comes through time and experience. And so some of us will experience this as a little bit of an adulting type aspect where we're realizing we can't perhaps be as frivolous or playful as we have been in the past, at least not just for this week. So with this sun opposite Saturn aspect, you're really being invited to order or prioritize the parts of your life in a more uh, practical way or really thinking about those core essentials as the priority. You know, with Saturn, we're always getting wisdom and insights about time, how much time we have, how much time we don't have. And when we start to worry about not having enough time, that really forces choices based on who or what's important. So if you do get a little bit worried or you're dealing with some fear under this aspect, kind of trust that that's helping you clarify priorities. And that's going to help you organize and prioritize your time and your energy. So you really will be thinking, if I've only got so much time, who or what do I need to protect and preserve? And that's going to be really insightful. I have said, and I'll just say this to make sure we're all on the same page, do take a moment to tune into the topics of the Virgo and Pisces houses in your personal chart. These are two areas of your life that might be at odds with each other or where you're trying to restructure, trying to rebalance Virgo topics, 
Pisces topics based on your personal chart. You'll be thinking about how to balance your time and energy between the Virgo house and the Pisces house in your chart. And that's a really big core theme this week because not only do we have two oppositions coming through in this last week of August, they're actually in the same pair of signs because Sun opposite Saturn, Virgo Pisces, and of course the full moon in Pisces means it is opposite the Sun in Virgo. And so with the full moon highlighting the same part of our charts and our and the sky, we are thinking, you know, generally Virgo and Pisces is about the balance between productive service, helping and supporting, which is a very Virgo approach, with the idea of release and rest and restoration, which is a very Pisces way of being. When we're talking about Virgo versus Pisces, we're also talking about uh, analysis and data and information versus faith and trust and intuition and being open to magic and the divine. And so if you're a person that's normally very data heavy or data focused, this might be a week that draws you into a little bit more of a mystical approach. If you're a person that is often in the metaphysical, ethereal, emotional space, the Pisces side of things, maybe this oppositions, uh, these Virgo Pisces oppositions are asking you to bring in a little bit of data, a little bit of kind of fact-based analysis into your week. So let's talk a little bit about this full moon. It's arriving on Wednesday, August 30th, if you're in Canada and the US. If you're in other parts of the world, like the UK, Europe, or Australia, that full moon is coming on Thursday, August 31st. For most of us, we're going to see the moon looking visually really big and full on the night of Wednesday the 30th, and the full moon is at seven degrees Pisces. Now, this full moon, it is an opposition, so we continue to have those seesaw up and down, maybe even highs and lows, as well as that tug of war going a bit to the left and a bit to the right and then back to the left again. So being pulled and straddling and stretching is all part of this full moon in Pisces. But because this full moon in Pisces is very close to Saturn in Pisces, the full moon acts like a spotlight to really pull into focus or amplify a lot of those longer Saturn in Pisces trends and themes. So let's take a quick recap of those Saturn in Pisces trends and themes. Now, Saturn in Pisces is generally about healthcare and healthcare supply and services. It's especially to do with healthcare facilities and support for the elderly and for aging populations, as well as for those suffering terminal illness. It's also kind of descriptive or symbolic of those who might be dealing with emotional or psychological distress. The longer trend of Saturn in Pisces does also highlight matters pertaining to water. No surprise there. Things like adequate water quality and water supply, as well as things like the health and function of our oceans, the ice caps, all of those type of environmental matters connected to water are also being highlighted. Let's go with that with Saturn in Pisces. And Saturn in Pisces also symbolizes matters pertaining to gas and oil. So these are just some of the topics or areas that might be in the spotlight this week. There may be um, breakthroughs or announcements or developments in the news linked to these areas. 
Now, given that curtailed passage condition of Saturn in relation to it being opposite the sun, it may be that some of the weaknesses in these systems or around these topics is what's being discussed. Maybe there's a revelation, you know, that light of the full moon, we need to see this or a report gets published and here's the updated data or situation. And it may be that there is some clarity around problems that are going to require great effort or investment to improve. I do think Saturn in Pisces has a lot to do about suffering and about the services and supports that are available to those that are suffering in any kind of way in society. People who might be dealing with food insecurity or housing insecurity, job insecurity, etc. And so with Saturn in Pisces, we're sort of seeing the, the flaws in the system where things that should have been supportive or protective are falling down. I don't think the whole time of Saturn in Pisces is about the problems in the systems, but I think particularly at weeks like these where Saturn's in a particular condition and we've got the full moon with Saturn, we're going to see some of the ways systems that are designed to provide support for suffering are maybe not working as well as they could. So that's the full moon with Saturn peace. But of course, the full moon is also its own opposition as well. It shows the two lights, the main life-giving forces, the sun and moon, facing off, kind of, you know, opposing each other. So topics or themes that are hidden or perhaps have been confusing and unclear, they can come into the light under the beams, the bright beams of the full moon. So I always think of the full moon as sort of shining a light into nooks and crannies or nuances that we normally don't attend to. I really love the full moon for helping us see or understand something more clearly. And that's where we get some of this idea of clarity or a new understanding. Maybe you get a better sense of the full picture. Every full moon does represent this tug of war, if you like, between the conscious light of the sun and the unconscious needs and dreams of the moon. So you might need to honor the part of yourself that normally gets ignored under this full moon. And the full moon in Pisces does particularly point to intuition, feeling, and mood being amplified. We've sort of alluded to this, but I want to be really explicit and just name that, of course, the full moon is in a water sign. And so we're going to have lots of emotions and lots of feelings coming up this week. Whenever I see the full moon in Pisces, of course, we get one every year, sometime in Virgo season. I always think about a flood of feeling. And so the full moon in Pisces can show feeling more sensitive, feeling more tender. Because Saturn represents things that are old or perhaps from the past, with the full moon in very tender, sensitive Pisces, but near Saturn, there may be a lot of emotion about things from the past, like an event from your past that was difficult or uh, you've struggled with over the years. This might be a releasing or in the best case scenario, a type of clearing and healing. So self-care and being protective are really important. Like you might want to treat yourself with a little bit more tender, loving care. Whenever I see big Pisces activations, which this full moon is certainly one, time in, on, or near the water can be very soothing for swirling emotions. So get to the lake, pop down to the sea or the ocean if that's available to you, 
And if not, you might um, take a long bath or have a uh, more kind of involved showering process, just spending a bit more time with the water on your skin. Of course, depending on what season you're in, you know, being in water might be more comfortable at home rather than outside. But just sort of hearing the sound of waves or watching the ocean, you know, you can probably find um, some videos of things like that on YouTube as well. But of course, the real thing is always the most soothing. Music is also a particularly healing and soothing uh, vehicle when we've got a lot of Pisces energy. So keep those two things in mind. Now, Pisces, where the full moon is, that's a sign that's very flexible and very fluid. It has a meandering kind of quality. So even though the full moon is near Saturn, there is this underlying quality of flow and release. The, uh, this sort of the sense of letting things go and seeing what happens. I think the combination of the full moon in Pisces, but with Saturn, because they're very different archetypal energies or symbol symbols. It's like having a realization and then needing to reflect on or sit with it. Like, wow, I've got some clarity. Saturn's just kind of hit me with something. And now I need to process my emotional response or I need to sit with how and where that's showing up in my body. There's certainly nothing quick in this week's planetary patterns with the sun Saturn opposition and the full moon in Pisces. If anything, things sort of have this slower, deeper quality because we're not taking action and being productive we're really dropping down into that emotional well or that emotional center. So instead of, you know, being really quick moving and fast, this is a week to perhaps think about feeling your way forward, to tune into signs or insights from any kind of metaphysical source. For me personally, I had to make a decision recently and I had gone over, you know, the numbers and the facts and the costs and the data. I had gone over it till my head was spinning and I still couldn't find my way forward. And I thought, okay, I need a different approach here. And I actually grabbed a tarot deck off my husband's desk and just pulled two cards to help me, just kind of help me figure myself out or figure the decision out, I should say. And the cards were really clarifying. I'm no tarot expert, but I certainly was able to get a sense of this option versus that option. And that's what I mean by, you know, tuning into signs or insights from any kind of metaphysical source. It might be something that comes to you in a meditation. It might be some type of spiritual or healing experience of your own. It might be pulling a card from any kind of, of spiritual deck, whether it's tarot or other types of mystical decks. But the idea here with the full moon in Pisces and Saturn in Pisces, there is great wisdom that can emanate out into the cosmos from these intangible, liminal, non-logical sources. And for some of us, that's going to be really helpful this week to tune into that. You know, Pisces is a sign that's sort of like, I can't really explain why I'm doing this. And maybe on paper, it doesn't look like it's the choice I should make in air quotes, but there's a feeling or a sensation that is affirming about why you're doing one thing and not another. We've got to slow down, we've got to get a little quiet and we need to be a little introspective to connect with that. But when we do, it's really affirming. So I hope you do get a little bit of a chance to tune into that perhaps Pisces full moon magic this week. Just to kind of summarize now that we're getting towards the end of the show, 
What was really striking about this week for me was, of course, we have a full moon every month, but we don't always have such a big opposition happening just a few days beforehand. So that idea of the parallel, this opposition and that opposition, it really brings that idea of the opposition or seesaw back and forward energy so strongly into life and our experiences this week. You might find yourself disagreeing with someone about what's important. You think this and they think that, which is completely the opposite. Maybe you're negotiating what timelines are important, which actions should be done first and which can be put off for a period of time. So discussion and compromise are going to be absolutely necessary because with such big opposition themes, it's really likely that we're going to be interacting with others who have different priorities and differing needs to us. And with skies like these, so much Saturn, sun Saturn, and then full moon with Saturn and the sun opposing the moon, you know, we're probably not going to get everything that we want, but likely neither will the other person that you're in negotiation with. So we sort of want to have realistic expectations, but even within that, we don't want to be going against something that's really fundamental for us. So that idea of negotiation, clarifying expectations, resetting limits or commitments, and then taking time to sit with what really does feel safe or doable for you, it's going to be so important. And not just will it help you manage this last week of August, I think it's going to point you towards some self-awareness or a level of wisdom and insight that you can benefit from long into the future. So thank you for listening. Let me know in the comments below how these opposition themes or this full moon themes are showing up for you. Love to hear all your stories. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you're enjoying things so far, I would so appreciate a follow or a subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you really feel very enthusiastic, a review or a rating would be a wonderful treat. Thank you all so much for being here. I'll be back to share more next week. Bye for now.